as you came tonight, uh, this is not just a Christmas Eve gathering, but I don't know if you thought of it this way, but it's a worship service. It's a time to worship. We read, of course, in the story of how the wise men came. The wise men came to find the Christ child as they followed the star. And when they arrived, when they arrived there and found Jesus with Joseph and Mary, and he found them there, they found them there, they, what did they do? They fell on their knees and worshipped him. Of course, they brought the gifts to give him. But the key is worship. They came to worship him. For they believed he was the Son of God, the King of the Jews, who was prophesied to come to save his people from their sins. And what better way to worship the Lord tonight than to come together and partake of the Lord's table? When we consider the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, we think of his his coming to earth for us, Of course, we cannot talk of his birth without talking and speaking about why he came. And that would be his his death. His death on the cross for us. For there on the cross, our Lord Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. The Apostle Paul wrote to the church concerning the way to commemorate the death of our Lord Jesus Christ and remember what he did for us in redeeming us through his shed blood. That is by partaking of the Lord's table as Jesus commanded. And he wrote to the church at Corinth, and of course this would be to all believers, Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took bread. He gave thanks and broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he also took the cup after supper and said, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And then Paul writes of his own words, for as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. There it is, the second coming. Paul speaks of it. How long, how long are we supposed to continue to, to reverence the, the Lord's table? Until he comes again for us. And then Paul says, Therefore, whoever eats of the bread or drinks of the cup in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the sin against the body and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then Paul says, so then 
let each man examine himself. For he who eats and drinks, eats and drinks judgment upon himself if he does not judge the body correctly. What's Paul really saying here? The Apostle Paul is saying that coming to the Lord's table is serious with God. And that God requires a clean heart. That's what Paul talks about when he says, come in a worthy manner. Many of the Corinthians, when they partook of the table, they they just kind of made a party out of it, and they basically weren't taking it seriously. And they had sin in their heart. They were committing sin they, they didn't care about. And so God was holding them accountable. And so God is saying, I want you to come to my son's table. But when you come, come in a worthy manner. And that is to make sure that our hearts are clean, that we have no unconfessed sin. And so that is what we want to do in just a moment. We're going to have a moment of silent prayer to confess our sin, that we may make sure that we are coming in a worthy manner. A few things I'd like to mention concerning communion. First, when it comes to salvation through Christ, Communion is not one of the reasons you get saved. It's not part of the salvation experience. Some people will tell you, well, you have to believe in Jesus, and you have to be baptized, and you have to take of the communion, and then you're saved. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible tells us that believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved, period. There's nothing else. There's no Jesus plus some doing something else to get into the family of God and have our sins forgiven. It's by faith in his uh, death on the cross alone that saves me, that cleanses me and forgives me of my sin. And then what happens? I become a new creation. Old things pass away. All things become new. And therefore, I am then in Christ And because he gives me his righteousness as he's forgiven all my past and God looks on me as if I've never sinned, I then have a completely clean heart. Now we still have the old nature we have to deal with. That won't be eradicated till we get to heaven, till we are perfected. But we still battle with the old nature. But the wonderful thing about the believer is we have a new spirit. Uh, We are a new creation on the inside, which helps us to, uh, uh, to live a life that's pleasing to God. And one way is when we do sin, we now can confess it and the Lord will forgive it. But I want you to understand that this doesn't have to do with salvation. And even as we are partaking of this cup and bread, if you, uh, during this silent prayer that we are going to have, If you understand the simple gospel, you can give your heart to the Lord Jesus right then and there, and he can save you, and then you you can receive the cup and the bread. For this is for believers. Let us take a moment now to pray and confess our sins that we might be worthy as we partake of it. Let us pray. Amen. Amen. 
That last phrase in the song, I am secure in him. Do you have that assurance? Can you sing that tonight from your heart as you come to this Christmas season? That you can honestly say that I know I'm going to heaven. That I know that I am saved because of what he did on that cross and my faith I placed in Jesus Christ alone. You know, many come and celebrate Christmas, but they do not know the Christ child and understand that through him alone there is salvation. There is much talk today about Peace. You know, we see it as we our country deals with China and Russia, and you see what is going on all around the world. And it just seems like there is um, there is that sense that uh, the world is on the brink of war. Doesn't it sense it? Feel that way? When you read the news and you see what is happening. And you, you just wish, oh, if we would just have peace. Peace. The angels came, and what did they say in their message? For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And they said, peace on earth, right? Goodwill toward men. Do you see peace on earth? How about in our families? Lots of peace there, isn't it? No, I don't think so. Oh, families being torn apart, relationships. There's no peace. And people are searching for that peace in their heart. There's an emptiness that people have, we all have, when we come into this world. Because we are born with that sinful nature. And the Bible tells us that for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Therefore, because we enter this world with a sin nature, we are alienated from God. We are enemies of God. And God cannot accept uh, uncleanness and sin into his heaven. Only those who are holy would he accept into heaven. And those who would come to Christ, that's what what happens when they put their faith and trust in him. They become holy. As I mentioned, we're not perfect yet. We don't have a, a perfect nature until we get to heaven. But we have a forgiven spirit and nature. We are forgiven of our sins, cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. And so we know that in him we have forgiveness of sin. And you and I can know for certain that we have, uh, we have eternal life secured for us in Jesus. John 3.16, we all know that verse very well. 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish. Shall not perish. And that means ever. Nothing can change that. Shall not perish, but have everlasting life. My friend, tonight, if you have not accepted Christ as your Savior and believed on him to save you, you came without Christ in your life, in your heart, and you leave the same way you came. You're stepping out there, going back to a lost eternity. And if you were to die tonight, if tonight you would breathe your last breath, heaven is not promised to you. For only those who come to the cross and are, shed, uh, are, are washed in the shed blood of Jesus, that is where you find forgiveness, right there at that cross. I can go out and I can try and, and try and, and fill that void in my heart. Many people are trying to find peace in their own way. They're trying to find the peace that's missing in their heart. And they're so discontent. For, the, for when we don't know Christ, there's a discontentment, a hole in our heart, and we're trying to fill it, and we're trying to find that peace. And people are trying to find it in everything, from drugs to sex to whatever the world will offer. And the world continues to offer, and people come away unsatisfied. But God, in his mercy and grace, made a way for you and I to experience true, everlasting peace in our heart. We read in Isaiah chapter 9, you know the prophecy well. Those of you who have uh, gone to church and you've heard Christmas messages before, Isaiah 9, 6 through 8, for unto you is born this For unto you a child is born, for unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and he will be called. Now, it doesn't mention his name in the prophecy of Isaiah here, but it talks about a child, a son, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, And what's the last title he's given? Prince of Peace. Prince of Peace. My friend, tonight, have you met the Prince of Peace? Have you come face to face with him and recognize what he did for you on that cross? For there is no peace apart with God apart from coming through his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, because of my sin, when I come into this world as a sinner, I have no peace with God. I have no peace with him. It's like two enemies. There's no peace. But Jesus came as the Prince of Peace to say, I will be the sacrifice for your sins. And so Jesus took your sin and my sin upon himself and became the sacrifice, the punishment for our iniquity, for our sin. He took it upon himself, and he died 
a, a cruel sinner's death in your place and mine so that you and I would not have to die in hell. That we wouldn't have to go to a lost eternity and experience the second death as it's so called in the scriptures. For Jesus himself, the Prince of Peace, came to give you peace with God. Through him alone is there peace, through Jesus Christ. The Apostle John wrote, when the disciples were together in the upper room with Jesus, and he was about to go to that cross, and he was trying to encourage their hearts because he was going to leave them, but he said, I'm going to come back someday for you. But they were grieved. Our Jesus is leaving us? You know, when they, Jesus walked with them, they had felt such peace with him, being the Prince of Peace. But then Jesus said this to them in John 14. He said, Peace I leave with you. Peace I give unto you. Not the kind of peace the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and neither be, let it be afraid. Is your heart troubled tonight? Because you don't know how to gain this peace in your soul? Jesus is offering you peace for your soul. Peace so that no matter what happens in this life, you know for certain that heaven is prepared for you. And if you were to die this moment tonight, you would be ushered into his presence because of his shed blood, because you put your faith and trust in him to save you. Jesus promised that he would leave his peace with his disciples. My peace I leave within, with you. And then in chapter 16, Jesus went on to, and said to them, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have trouble, Jesus said, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And tonight we offer you Jesus Christ. We offer you the gift that is talked about, that was laid in a manger, that was, that was raised up, grew to be a man, and went to the cross to die for your sins. And we offer you him so that you, if you would just trust him and accept him into your heart, you would have new life. You would have that peace that Jesus talked about. The peace with God. And then as you give your heart to Jesus, you will experience the peace of God. In the midst of trouble, you'll have that contentment and peace knowing that God's taking care of you because you're his child. Doesn't mean you won't have trouble in this life, but it means that he is with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And I want to offer you that gift tonight. Are you ready to receive it? Let's bow in prayer, shall we? With our heads bowed right now, before the Lord, dear friend, as I've shared with you 
who Jesus is, the Son of God, who took away the sin of the world, your sin, upon himself through his death. But then he rose again from the dead. He didn't stay in the grave. He's alive, and he's coming back again. Because he conquered death, he can give you everlasting life tonight, and his blood will wash away your sins. Do you want to become a child of God tonight? Do you want to be certain that you're going to heaven? And you want that peace that I just talked about. If you do, and you're ready to give your heart to Jesus, I'm going to pray a simple prayer right now with heads bowed. I'm going to pray this simple prayer. It's a prayer of faith. You're confessing your faith in Jesus Christ as you pray this prayer to him or something like it. It's not a magical prayer that you just saying the prayer gets you into heaven. But it's you believe in your heart that Jesus is the Son of God and you are accepting him right now by faith to save you and you admit you're a sinner and need saving. If you're ready to make this decision to accept Jesus, then would you pray with me now? Just pray quietly in your heart right where you sit. Pray along with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I know I am a sinner tonight. I am sorry for my sin. I believe you died on that cross for me. You took the punishment for my sin. Come into my heart right now and wash my sins away with your blood. I receive you tonight as my very own Savior. Thank you for dying for me and rising from the dead, Lord Jesus. And with heads bowed right now still, and bowed before the Lord, if you prayed that prayer tonight, I'd like to know about it. If you made that decision and you accepted Jesus into your heart, would you let me know right now? By doing one thing, right where you sit with heads bowed, would you just slip your hand up high in the air and then take it down again? By lifting your hand, you're saying, Pastor Larry, I asked Jesus into my heart. I want you to pray for me. Is there anyone here tonight who has accepted Jesus? Put your hand up right now. Put it up high in the air and take it down. Yes, son, God bless you. Yes, ma'am. And yes, son, over there. Anyone else pray that prayer tonight? Yes, God bless you. I see that young one over there. Anyone else? Just slip up your hand. Let me see it. Anyone else? Praise the Lord for these who have accepted Jesus. Anybody else? Pray that prayer. One last call. Slip up your hand. Yes, ma'am. God bless you. Thank you. Welcome to the family of God. Anyone else? Anyone else? Father, I thank you. I thank you for reaching down by your grace and saving these precious souls, these dear ones who have raised their hands and signified that they have trusted your son for salvation. Thank you for drawing them to yourself tonight. Father, I pray that you would give them now that peace that passes all understanding. They would begin to experience that peace by knowing that they are now secure in Christ.
that they are born again spiritually into the family of God. And as Jesus said, no one can pluck them out of his, his hand or your hand. Father, give them that assurance tonight. And may they leave here rejoicing that their name is now written in the Lamb's book of life in heaven. And it cannot be erased. And Father, we know that one day they will enter heaven's gates because of the decision they made tonight. So Lord, give them your peace and assurance and joy now. They now know the Christ of Christmas. And the God who sent him. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.